This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum. Hello, Allah. It is Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. I hope you're having a fantastic start to the week. And if you're not, then we've got something to get you in the mood. We're going to be hearing from Ethiopian jazz legend Mulatu Astatke on the African musical heritage that has inspired the most popular music of our times, from classical to jazz to funk. And he even tells me what Michael Jackson and Beyonce have in common with Ethiopia. All of that and more is next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. One of Africa's most prominent artists, Mulatu Astatke, is considered the father of Ethio jazz. And the multi-instrumentalist has been amazing in skillfully fusing African-American and European rhythms. Astatke was musically trained in London, New York City and Boston, where he combined jazz and Latin music with traditional and popular Ethiopian music, often using traditional Ethiopian instruments. After writing music for and performing with none other than Duke Ellington, he set Ethiopia's modern golden age of music into motion in the 1970s, with his music now having been sampled by Nas, Damien Marley, Kanye West and Nicholas Jarre, amongst others. I spoke to Mulatu Astatke before he took to the stage with his band for an electrifying concert here in Sharjah at the opening of the Africa Hall. You are known for, of course, creating a whole new genre uh, in jazz, Ethio jazz. Now, tell us about how you created your own jazz fusion because I've heard you say that it took you 40 years to find... It's almost 50 years. It's almost 50 years. Yeah. Long story. Like I was at Berkeley, you know, in Boston, uh, one of the like top uh, jazz institutes in the world. And actually, I'm the first African to go into that college. And just remembering, um, uh, we had a very fantastic professor. Always, you sit in us, be yourself. That was always in my mind. And also, like, we used to do a lot of uh, research work about Miles, about, you know, uh, Duke Ellington's counterbases, big bands. And we used to do a lot of research works, and we have to produce what we think about it. So while I've been doing all this research, I used to say to myself, how did these people become themselves? And I was always wondering, and I was, you know, checking up so... After uh, finishing from Berkeley, I went moved to New York. Then um, I started a group called the Ethiopian Quintet. And uh, it was a nice, great musicians. And 
I did almost like three albums in New York with the feel of Ethio Jazz. So that's how the whole thing started in New York. And then finally, of course, I became myself. That was the whole idea to become yourself, uh, to do what you really wanted to do, to compose your kind of music. And it's all, uh, you know, it's all great, uh, not only for Ethiopia also, but for the whole Africa to you know, come up with something different, strange, and, and very interesting. So um, it's big all over the world now, you know. It like is, a, but yeah. I mean, Ethiopia is so diverse. You know, over 80 languages spoken there, the, the different ways uh, of music there. And so how did you do it? What, what did you do? How did you think, okay, I'm going to bring in Ethiopian music and without losing its character as well? Well, that's all, that was the whole trick. You see, we have uh, four different modes in Ethiopian music, but actually we have... Uh, one region where this is a little bit different and also there is another one uh, great tribal people who are the greatest contributors to the science of jazz generally so um, this one is I used the Ethiopian the different four modes which you call and these modes are usually based on five notes and uh, I try to sort of like uh, fuse it with 12 notes and again it's the 5 notes but um, usually the 12 notes are quite complicated you know because uh, people they use 12 notes like you take Charlie Parker, you take Debussy you can take other great people you know and uh, for me it was a great challenge to keep the style, the flavor and the modes of that mode without actually losing its character. So I created my own voicings, I created my own counterpoints, and uh, we have to approach to connect the 12 against the 5. So that's what really happens, and that's how it's, uh, you know, it's a science, because usually we say music is a science. Uh, it's no difference between music and science because you know most of our great uh, scientists they create by mixing different chemicals they come up with results so music the same thing especially you're writing for big bands you're writing for like 50 60 people we mix sounds we do sounds so the same as scientists it's, it's what they call music is science that's what it is your music particularly, it, you really, it is so multi-layered. It's so easy to get lost and to find different elements from different cultures, from different times and places. It's wonderful to get lost in your world. It is what it is. It's how Ethiopia jazz is constructed, you know. And um, I think it's, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, like it's been around like 50 years now, as I said. And the result is so great because every place, every time I play, it's all sold out concert. You go to America, you go to Europe, I go to Brazil, I play in Australia. It's all my concerts in Japan, all sold out. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, yeah. um, now what we're seeing is uh, a lot of artists, including uh, Nas, Damien, Mali, Kanye West, uh, Nicholas Jar, so many, they're sampling your music. So it's bringing it to a whole new generation of jazz lovers. 
Is it exciting seeing your music being used? Well, you know, I mean, uh, it's great for recognition for Ethiopia. Yeah. And especially, you know, like if you take Africa generally, uh, what you call the Bush people, they have contributed so much to the development of music, art, and dance to the world. Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, you know, it's so funny. We don't give them so much recognition and what they should get or what they should have. Uh, I tell you, a lot of musical instruments now. I can tell you one example, there are a lot. I play once for the Mozart 250 years in Austria. It was uh, Peter Sullivan. He's not the actor, but it's the opera man who lives in Hollywood, you know. He was commissioned to do this program in, in Vienna to celebrate Mozart 250 years. So he said, Mullah, to come and, you know, do something, play So I said, okay, it's great, but I told him, um, send me to Zimbabwe. Coming up next, what indeed does Zimbabwe have to do with Mozart? We find out next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. African music forms the basis of all the contemporary music that we love and Malato Statke is incredibly passionate about recognizing the African roots in all genres from classical to rock to funk. Here he tells us what Beyonce and Michael Jackson have in common with Ethiopia and why he needed to head to Zimbabwe to celebrate Mozart. Oh, shit. There's no way, but uh, no, no, I said anything, anything you want, we can do. You want to go to Zimbabwe, you want to we send you, you want to do this, it's up to you. So I said, okay, great. Yeah. So I went to Zimbabwe, they have the center called the Imbira Center. And I was so fascinated because I met this Imbira players, so interesting, especially the Zimbabwe Imbira, it's different. Like they play the bass on this hand and they play the melody up here. Okay, and so that is. Yeah. yeah. But the same, like, obviously, but they play the melody and they play the bass here, which has the same principle as a grand piano. Wow. Now, the question is which was first, the grand piano or the imbira? Imbira. Exactly. 
same story. So there are so many like come to Philippi, they have so many great musical instruments, they sell trumpets, sell the baritone sax, sell all kinds of things. But uh, I said the thing is uh, they're not that much educated to think twelve notes and this and that, but they can create one note and they come up with it. No. But there are another the Danishes, which they play 12 notes, as I told you, and like four notes. Uh, that's more Ethiopian music, you see. But these tribes, they is everything. They, in Europe, they play 12 notes by cutting different sides of bamboos. So it's very interesting. I went to Berkeley once and I made a film. Beautiful fusions between the Danishes and jazz to see how the 12 notes work, you know. So I went to this professor, I said, uh, listen, um, when I was at Berkeley, you were teaching me how Charlie Parker and TBC using a diminishing scale and coming up with this, the modern jazz. The two genius people, I have big respect for Charlie Parker and for everything. Now I said, now, the question is, uh, these tribes, they are two types of a diminishing scales which all jazz musicians use. So these tribes, they use the whole half diminishing scales. So I said, who are first? Is it Debussy, Charlie Parker, or is these tribes again? The answer was, you got me. So I always feel really sorry for those great scientists in sounds, in Africa, in the bushes. I always feel like they should get more respect and should do more research work about these people. You can take the dances also. Most of the dances you see like in the world now, you know, it's, it's from Africa. Yeah. Most of it definitely. Yeah. Michael Jackson, the moonwalk. Uh, it's great music, it's yeah. one of great you know, inventors. It's one of the most famous dancers ever. It's great, Michael Jackson. But the moonwalk, we have the same dancing and degree dancing in Ethiopia. But to break it, it comes backwards. But the way you go in front is a degree dance. Now, even you can see Beyonce, Ethiopian dance now. But nobody knows. People think she's like, one of her great choreographers created this dance, this kastan, the, the gumus, she does gumus dance as well. It's all from Ethiopia. Wow. Nobody knows. Yeah, but you can see it. I know. Well, when she moves this, that's Ethiopian dance. And also from the back, she does this. She, uh, one, that. Yeah. The other one, you know, from the back of her thing, she does like this. Mm -hmm. That's the gumus dance. Yeah. But it hasn't been really done very good right. about these people and to let the world know what they have given us, what they have contributed. So this is what I'm working on. I do a lot of fusions, I do a lot of uh, experimental work, and uh, I use most of Ethiopian traditional musical instruments. We have this instrument we call the masingo, one string, one string, maybe I don't know if you hear about it. Yeah? That's an uh, instrument that has the same sound like a cello. One sound, one string, 
but you strike it, sound like a chip. So I had this program called The Battle Between the Streams, sponsored by British Council in Ethiopia. Yeah, so I had a great cello player who is playing with me tonight, a great cello player, and a great Ethiopian, great Masingo player. So I wrote one beautiful composition. The fight was against the cello and the Masingo. Again, the question, where first? Cello or the Masinko? I love how this is what you do. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're putting cultures um, in conversation with each other through your music. That's what I did. Like, That's amazing. Yeah, I, I call it the battle between these things. <laughs> it's only to give respect right. to our creator. We learn about, you know, those influences that make the music that we listen to today so amazing and dynamic. But I want to ask you, because uh, you brought Duke Ellington to Ethiopia, yeah. what was that like? <laughs> well, uh, you know, they have this thing called uh, Jazz Ambassadors, so he came over. What was it like playing with him? I tell you, I mean, you know, he was one of those people I tell you at school, we used to do research and learn about. And I really enjoyed it, and I wrote beautiful music, which probably be opening tonight, wow. that music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I arranged it for his big band. This and is music you arranged for his big band? Yeah, yeah. That you're going to be playing tonight for us? Well, we're going to play it in different, Amazing. smaller size, but yes. composition is there. It's like the sixth century music put into Ethiopian jazz style. Yeah. That is special. <laughs> that was really something. Oh, we were there that night. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. He is 75 years of age. And he seems to only be getting stronger and more energetic with his incredible band. He just, you know, took, took Sharjah by storm. It was an unbelievable performance, an incredible man. He's really changed the face of music by bringing us back to its African origin. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.